It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What would you do for a trade? Who would you bring in? We're doing, we're tossing it back to the offseason. We're doing some trades here. Who would you bring in? Who are you Who would I bring of? in? That's tough. But let me tell you who I'd get rid of. And maybe I'll think of something or someone will think of something. I have three guys in mind. Let's call it two and a half. Because two I feel strongly about. One, I'm two, two and a half, half men. Men, men, men. And number one, I got dragged for this a few weeks ago. Um, James Paxton. He's going to be 35 years old in a few months. He has a hellacious injury history, so he could be gone at any moment. He's still very good. Looks great for the Red Sox. But chances are he is not part of the future. Why does that matter? If he's not part of the future, what are we doing? Did we learn our lesson last year with J.D. Martinez and Nate Evaldi, who both left for almost nothing, a draft pick? Congratulations. How are they doing? <clears throat> not talking about that. Um, uh, what we are talking mm. about, though, May I? James May Paxton. I? And I know that the market last year at the deadline wasn't incredible, and that's why those two aforementioned names uh, did not get dealt. But that doesn't mean that's going to be what the market looks like this year. And for a team that's a contender, someone like the Orioles or the Phillies, a team like that, a team that can hit but lacks pitching, how attractive is a veteran left-hander who's pumping 98 miles an hour for six innings? That's got to sound great. So that's one guy I think could be dealt. I don't know what you guys think. I know that the general public thought that was a terrible idea. And I get why. I get it. If they're contending, why would you trade them? I just don't. I think yeah. it was just the timing of that it. Was, I think was, that was yeah. the only because, like, I think if the Sox are out of it, everyone will universally like agree that Paxton is probably the first. Yeah, guy and that you needs could get traded. People if they're, can if they're not it all day it. and be like, "Well, at the time they were contending," but the point of the take was, I thought they were overachieving, and like right now, I think they're underachieving. I think they're somewhere in between, you know, a month ago and today. But are they a World Series team? Does anyone 500. really genuinely think this team can make a deep no. run? Who's pitching game one? Sale? Awesome. Game two, and, Paxton? And then what? If one of those guys falters, you're dead. You've got a shot. Yeah. Bayo. So Paxton, I think, is a great trade uh, candidate at the deadline. Not now, obviously. Although, in recent years, guys have been going earlier. The other one, as we spoke about, Justin Turner, 38 years old, still very talented. Another guy who's not part of the future who could play multiple positions and still hit. And the last guy, this one's kind of weird, is Adam Duvall. Another guy in a one-year deal, still talented, mid-30s. Maybe they bring him back next year for the che- uh, on the cheap. Remains to be seen. 
Uh, a lot of factors at play there. But he's another guy. If he comes back off the aisle and he's hitting well, you could flip him for something. So those are my three guys. Would love to hear what you guys think. I want to push back on one. Mm-hmm. I And you made it, you kind of made it seem like Duvall was your, of the three, was your mm-hmm. least likely to get traded. I'm going to, I'm going to change that up. I think Justin Turner is the least likely to get traded because yes, I, I agree with you. He's not part of the future, but they're trying to build a culture here. Like they're trying to shift this culture. And a big part of that was bringing him in. And I definitely think that his presence is important as young guys come up as a guy like Tristan Casas tries to work through things like Jaron Duran, when he was at his best, gave Justin Turner a lot of props for helping him through some things. His his presence means a lot, and he he's producing, and he's certainly not going to retire at the end of the year. I don't think he's going to be great or anything next year at, in his age 39 season, but he can produce and he can be a presence in that locker room. Whereas Adam Duvall, he, in his, what was it, eight games, he was spectacular but at the same time he plays center field where there's a good chance that the Red Sox are going to want one of Jaron Duran or Sedan Rafaela playing that position next year I I definitely see James Paxton and Duvall as the top two trade candidates if the Sox are not at least several games above 500 at the deadline like think about it right now we're 500 and what is it five and a half back of a playoff spot so if they're 500 in a month if they're 500 in two months whatever like they're gonna be 10 games out like you gotta be a lot better than 500 to be buyers at this point so if that doesn't happen those two guys are the ones that i would consider trading first and i would approach justin turner about trying to work through something with that option that's probably not getting picked up just for i forget i forget but i just remember when he signed the contract we all thought there was no chance that option's getting picked up so work through something, see if he would come back next year. He seems to like it here. Like if you want him here, he wants to be here, get that worked out. And if you can't get it worked out, then you trade him. Totally fair. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I think the culture is important. We've said it a million times. Vibes matter. Last year, the vibes were in the gutter. This year, even though they're in a skid right now, it doesn't feel like the vibes are awful. They're definitely not good, but it's not like last year. I hear you. Not what they were. I think the difference is like you don't have the looming culture yeah. shift. Yeah. Like I think like the yeah. writing was on the wall at the end of last year of well every everyone's kinda gonna pretty much leave and there's only gonna be young guys here left and it's gonna be mm-hmm. scraps. So I like I don't think I like I'm not buying the whole Justin Turner thing, Gordo. I, as nice as it would be, I I think if anything, this ownership has taught us that they really don't give a damn about the culture. Like you're not you're not sending Brock Holt away. Well at that point you weren't you weren't trying to rebuild, but Brock Holt means a lot for your uh, your clubhouse. Christian Vasquez meant a lot for that clubhouse. Like you aren't making those deals if you value clubhouse atmosphere. So I, as I nice as that would be, and as too. much as I agree, I don't push think, back on like, that too, Coop. I think back. they wanted. I think they wanted a shift in the clubhouse. It doesn't mean that those guys like Xander Bogarts and Christian Vasquez and Nate Evaldi and Rich Hill and Kevin Ploiecki or whatever it doesn't mean that those guys are bad guys. Like I think. Everyone would agree that they were all, you know, they were all good guys. But I think that, you know, they they say it with coaching a lot. Like voices just go stale. 
Like I thought it was pretty clear based off of the moves they made this offseason that they wanted turnover in yeah. the locker room. Like that was that was a priority, it felt like to me. So I don't like that's not that's not good. Like Justin Turner's voice is not going stale in a year. Like Xander's presence was clearly not the same last year as it was before. And maybe a lot of that had to do with the contract. I think we all agree yeah. on that. But like the present like Justin Turner has helped a lot of guys here. And I think a lot of them, if given the opportunity, would say so. I think you can be helpful and you can be a coach, but you can also not have as much influence as you think you might have. Like, well, I, talent I, I don't the most think like they're thing. as close as they all, like, it's, they've been together for not even a full year. I don't think oh, they're that attached dude, to Justin. You have Turner. to consider that Turner's resume is that of a leader. Yeah. He's got a better resume oh, than Kike. He, so. And if Kike goes, then you're losing both. <laughs> You're losing both leaders. Um, hey, what are we, ah! That's the thing. Like, th- I would side with you on this one thing, and I think the game, like Monday's game, um, might have might be giving this guy a slight hope. If they can get Trevor Story to start getting some reps before the deadline, and Kike Hernandez can go back to playing the outfield and looking like an actual defender, uh, and his back can maybe heat up a little bit more to keep him in the lineup. I think he becomes a very nice trade piece, and I think that would do him Kike? very well. That is my piece on it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, like right now, right now you're having to sell off his contract. Like no one's no one's picking him up, but I think he you can theoretically get him to a point where you're not taking a loss on that remaining year or the last like kind of like gamble that you took on him this past year. Coop, I kind of agree with you there. Like my my leadership argument with Turner. I think works because he produces like he's not what he was, but he's still like a, definitely a good player. Kike. When he's in center, Kike field, has he, the, he has the clubhouse. There, he, I can tell you that right now. He, he has the clubhouse. He's the first one out of the dugout. Hit. He's yeah. He hit. Like, and like you said, like eventually like you fall on deaf ears oh, and it's like guys. Xander Bogarts might've fallen on deaf ears because he was, you know, rich man crying <laughs> about rich problems. So he's not going to, he's not going to get those younger guys. But when you start having Kike Hernandez, who's supposed to be the heartbeat of that locker room, and he's not hitting, it's kind of like, well, I guess we're going to turn to Verdugo because he's the next most senior guy that everyone can kind of talk to and can actually look to as like an inspiration of what you can be for this line. Um, by the way, so, okay, I hear what you guys are saying about potentially bringing Turner back. Uh, he's still producing. He's got good vibes and everything and a resume of a leader. But he's also closer to 39 than 38 next year he'll be closer to 40 than 39 like where, where what is, that's how where did, yeah yeah works. like i've just figured out time where does he fit though if you keep him because he's not going to start i fit i really hope not that turner's not doing well but i really hope that they upgrade dh slash outfield and get someone to rotate with uh yoshida and, and again i like turner i like what he's doing but if we want to contend unless you have a 2018 Red Sox team where you're surrounding your Moreland slash Pierce with superstars, I don't love Turner batting third on a contender would like a little more of an improvement there. Like where does he fit in? Is he going to be Definitely. a bench guy? Like he, like we talked about earlier, missed two games a few weeks ago because he was playing the field two nights in a row. And that's not his fault. He's been in the league forever. He's played how many games <laughs> he's, He's played 5,388 games. He's been around for a long time. That's a few. So, like, 
it's hey maybe the dodgers pick up our scraps like they keep doing maybe they take them back, back Wait, here what? baby let's go he's played five thousand five. games it's a lot. that can't be right yeah, because he hit oh, his 10 year mark. Like, years. Like, <laughs> years 5, did I say games? I'm saying he had 5,388 yeah. at bats. Sorry, he's played like over 1,000 games. Go. Did I say games? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. at bats. Like, point being. Dude's, dude's red beard has fully turned white. Point being, <laughs> he's been in the league since 2009. The last, when he was a rookie, the Yankees won the World Series. That's how long he's been in the league for. So. He was a man. So people forget. It's it kind of a weird fit. And again, I don't want people to think I'm not liking Turner. I think he's awesome and he's like actually a leader. But like, where do you put him? If he, I would, I don't love the idea of him as the starting DH next year. And he definitely can't start in the field as we've seen. So what do you do? We break his leg like Pedroia and he just becomes you break like a his leg. Coach. Dude, you read my mind. You break his leg and he'll teach yeah. your young pitcher a changeup. <laughs> There it yeah. is. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. It takes takes up a roster spot, but you know, no, that's a fair argument. Like, but it's also kind of uh, so you sell off the both of them. I'd sell off all those? three. I kind of like, and this is not a good thing, but I kind of like. I look at it a little robotically, which I should have learned my lesson from last year. But like, if you're not going to be here next year, why? Why, why are we doing though? I'm going to make you feel better about this. You're not feeling robotic. You're just, you're taking a lot of stake in the young guys and you want to root yeah. for them. Yeah. And, Boom. And, and Spin zone. But like I, that, it, it is like an accurate thing. And I don't think it's a robotic, it's not a robotic like emotion either, because like I said, like Justin Turner, just as he might not have that much of a connection with the clubhouse because he only has been here for less than a year. It's not, it's not like he's that attached to the city and the city's not too attached to him. No. He's a nice guy. Would love to see him around longer. Would have loved to see him earlier in his career, though, just because, like you said, like I, I'm not comfortable with him batting DH and taking up a slot. Yeah, if he's year. if he's you know if it were another bridge year, I would feel differently. But it's, it's not a bridge year next year. <laughs> the sequel. My other point is not even looking that far ahead. When story comes back. And Duvall comes back. What does the lineup look like? Is Kike utility? Oh, yeah. Bench? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Has to be, right? Hit the bench, yeah. play a couple times a week. But then the other thing is, who do you prefer at second? Arroyo. Kike or Arroyo? Arroyo. Arroyo. Arroyo's defense uh, has been like yeah, puttering his good. last couple of like attempts. By the way, welcome but back. He put on a display like. Well, oh well, double yeah. double off of McClanahan. Nice, yeah. Nice. yeah. I'll take it. It was still. A I like Arroyo for some reason. He just seems like right. a. I don't know. No, Arroyo's a good dude, but and like that's the thing is like as I was saying, like he up until like last year when he really kind of I don't know what happened. Like he really like tripped and then fell flat on his face with his defense. But up until then, he had some of the like the most solid defense at second base in the American League, and it went way underrated. Also. Cora's Cora's quote from last year about how we have the most white guys from Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see Arroyo, I think of that dude. Cora is so funny. He I feel like he I feel like Cora behind doors is hilarious. And I would love to like grab a no, beer guy. My Cora's God. So funny. But yeah. 
any other trades on the table? Any objections to the Paxton trade? I mean, I, I like, I legitimately think you could get a solid no. return. No, no, <laughs> it's kind of sad. The how return is not. I know. Yeah, it's is, obvious. Yeah. What? what you his got, contract. His contract is a. Remember when we flipped Lackey in fourteen? He had oh that, yeah, it's uh, the same thing. They had, there was that option that if he got Tommy John under the contract, he I think he literally played that season for seven hundred fifty grand. Yeah, he did. So they flipped huh. him. Yeah, they flipped him. Paxson's on a what three, four year, four million dollar deal. Yeah, four mil. At the deadline, which will be, like, which two, will be less than two mil by the deadline. Yeah, you're play, you're paying less than two million for two months of a three or four starter. That's a legit piece at a very low cost finance wise. You can get a great return for that. We got Joe Kelly and Alan Craig for two months of John Lackey. Yeah. I mean, look at, how about this? What a time. Texas, the Rangers. The Rangers have never won the World Series. They look unbelievable, but they've got, DeGrom just got put on the 60-day IL today. Avaldi's hurt all the time. Do you really trust Heaney and Perez to start those first few games of the playoffs? You got John Gray. That's a team that if they're in need, they would give you a lot for someone like James Paxton because this is their shot. They've never won. Is someone like Perez is going to hit August and fall on his face. As much as I like him, he's going to hit August Paxton? and fall on his face. That's I don't just... think that I don't think they can get as much for him as you guys. I don't you think it's going to be a lot. I'm just saying like, like a piece. The way we're think about what no, we're yeah. talking. Like we're we're all talking about how we know he's gonna he's gonna get yeah. hurt. He's been hurt for years. You don't know like as we get later in the season if the arm's going to hold up. Like, but that that being said, for a couple of months of Christian Vasquez. They got two legitimate pieces for Jake Diekman. They got a catcher who we universally pretty much like, like they may not get a guy who's going to be on like top hundred prospects yeah. list for half a season, yeah. the Paxton, but they'll be able to get like a guy that Hyman, the gang thinks is semi intriguing. They might be Say able to get a couple of about them. Bloom, like his in- signings and everything. But one thing he has done very well consistently Trade market. I, I have very few complaints about his trades. Um, it, so, and, and like I like I said, I'm not expecting the moon for James Paxton. These teams aren't, you know, they're not stupid. They know he's got injury concerns. But you gotta prey on those hopeful. Maybe this is it. A team like the Phillies who haven't won since 2008, or a team like the Rangers who have never won. Uh, the Orioles. I know they're in the division, but we've traded with them before. So Toronto. Noah, you know, love that trade. Yeah, it's a hell of a trade. Things happen. I, I don't. I, I'm not expecting a ton, but something useful, better than letting him walk. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy Agreed. to think that in a mediocre farm system, you get two guys in a team's like eight to twenty range, getting like a twelve and fifteen prospect back from an organization. I don't think that's crazy at all. I don't think so. Think and as long as they're not like rule, I I just would prioritize guys. Because we're about, I mean, we had it last year. We had a bunch of guys Rule 5 eligible. They didn't cut it down, and they lost a couple of them for nothing. I would prioritize younger, high upside guys in the lower minors. And, like, teams don't value that as much. Like, that's why the Red Sox had had trouble trading this offseason, because teams didn't want, teams wanted big league ready guys. Personally, I don't think the Red Sox should prioritize that. Like, the Sox have good, solid depth. They just, they lack... They lack an upper tier arm and they lack an upper tier bat. Like those two things, if you if you put them on this team, like they would be really good. Like there's so many teams that like the like the Padres. We always talk about the Padres. They've got the stars, 
but then they've got nothing below that. It's like we're yeah, the anti Padres. There is no, there is no so, team that has won the World Series in recent memory that has not had a very well-built, homegrown core, or at least part of their core, homegrown. Best example, look at the friggin' Astros. They were awful for years, and yeah, now they're just a yeah. machine. Every year, they got someone new. Who like? It, it's insane. Last year, Jeremy Pena. This year, Hunter Brown. Every year, they've got a new stud. Like It's just ridiculous. So as much as it sucks to be in another bridge year, this is what you have to do if you want to be a perennial contender, unless you're okay with the uh, peaks and valleys that the Red Sox have been doing since 2007, pretty much, where they're best team in the league, and then they are completely unwatchable for two years, and then they're great again, and then you can't watch them for two years. And I don't think the Red Sox front office likes that. I don't think viewership is great when that happens. So... If you want to be a consistent contender, you need to be homegrown. And if it's not homegrown, young guys coming through your system that you acquired somehow. Just you can't buy a team anymore. It's not the time where the Yankees are the only team with money and they can buy everyone good. Too exactly. Many teams so have you've money. got to build it. Go Sox. Go Sox.